morning, church. Um, my name is Joey Oniti. If we haven't had a chance to meet, um, hi, I'm Joey. Uh, my wife and I, Brandy, we have the honor and privilege of leading our youth ministry here at Journey Church Tampa. And I will say more than that, it, it really is such an honor to be up here with you guys today and as we celebrate Pastor Appreciation. Uh, I just, I want to say, I mean, we are truly blessed to be under the care of Pastor Michael and Pastor Val. Am I right? And so we get to honor and celebrate them today. But uh, I don't have much time. I got about 15, 20 minutes this morning. So I got a lot to get to. So let's jump right in. So when I was asked to teach this week, and I was asked to teach on the pastoral call, there was a lot of different things that really started coming running through my head. But I, I feel like the thing that stood out the most was simply just the idea of shepherding. The idea of shepherding. What does it mean to shepherd? But on the other side of it, what does that mean to be under the shepherd's care? The shepherd-flock relationship is something that we see time and time again throughout Scripture. I mean, some of the most prominent figures throughout Scripture were shepherds. You look at Moses, David, Joseph. I mean, there's a list that could go on forever. Time and time again, we see God referred to as the shepherd. Psalm 23, probably one of the most well-known scriptures out there. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I lack nothing. Who appeared, who did the angels appear to at Jesus' birth? Saying that, hey, there's, the, the, the Messiah is coming with shepherds. And when they saw this, they went out proclaiming God's goodness and glorifying him. Probably the most well-known parable that we have that Jesus taught was the parable of the lost sheep. About the one sheep that goes away and the, the shepherd goes and, and finds his sheep and carries him back on his shoulders, celebrating the lost sheep. Jesus in John 10 says that he is the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The higher hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he has a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know my father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I love, this is one of my favorite parts of scripture, but you know, Peter, Jesus tells Peter, hey, you're gonna deny me three times before the rooster crows. And when Jesus comes back after his resurrection, he tells Peter to care and feed his sheep. And then I love in, in 1 Peter 5, Peter's giving instruction to the church and it says, to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and as a witness of Christ's suffering who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory 
that will never fade away. Again, you see this time, I mean, I, we could spend hours up here going through all the different, you know, imagery, the examples of shepherds and the sheep and the flock in scripture. And I've never really known too much about shepherds and sheep and their flock, but I will say this, I watched a documentary um, a couple years back, and guys, before I get too crazy in this, let me, let me just tell you, it's not about sheep and a shepherd, but it is about reindeer herders. I didn't know that that was a real thing, um, but I think you guys will understand where I'm going with this. This girl, Ella, inherits uh, a flock of reindeer. She lives in northern Norway. Uh, she inherits this flock of reindeer when she's born. Um, and as you can imagine, northern Norway is not like Florida. It is very cold. It is very brutal there. The seasons are tough. But she's dedicated her life to making sure the reindeer survive and taking care of her reindeer. But again, they're on an island off of Norway. During certain times of the year, it is imperative that they go to the mainland of Norway in order for the reindeer to survive. So what does this mean? They have to swim through a strait of near freezing waters for a mile and a half to get to a point where the, the reindeer can have um, free reign and be able to eat. There is danger that when she's going through this water, that one of the reindeer may just turn around and start heading back the other way. And what that may lead to is the rest of the reindeer being like, oh, I guess we're going this way now. And so it's her job to make sure that that doesn't happen. And at one point during the documentary, she had, like one starts severe away and she goes over in the boat and she grabs it and like redirects it back with the flock of reindeer. And I love when they finally make it across. You see all the reindeer getting up and they're just shaking themselves off. You know, like when a dog gets done taking a bath and he's shaking, shaking themselves off. And, but you just see this joy in her face. This joy because this weight has been lifted because now her, her flock gets to eat. They get to survive another year. In all this, and thinking about the, the shepherd-flock relationship, there's a couple things that stand out to me. Shepherding is not an easy job. It is a big responsibility. And there is a weight that comes with it. I love Dr. Lynn Anderson, um, and they smell like sheep. It says, flocks naturally gather around food, protection, affection, touch, and voice. Biblical shepherds are those who live among the sheep, serve the sheep, feed, water, and protect the sheep, touch and talk to the sheep, even lay down their lives for the sheep. Biblical shepherds, they smell like sheep. Shepherding can't be done from a watchtower. You know, I imagine like, you know, a football team you know, a coach can watch players from, from a, a tower, and a lot of times they do that. But the real work is when they're in relationship with these guys, when they're down on the field, when they're, you know, teaching their guys how to go through it. The shepherd, it's the same way. Can't be done from a watchtower. It requires time, intentionality, and a heart to see the flock thrive. Lynn Anderson also says this, Jesus talked with them until they began to hear his voice way down in their souls. Shepherding requires being an example to the flock. 
Leon Anderson also says this. The authority of an elder grows not out of a title emblazoned on a church letterhead, but out of the quality of the elder's life. They have to be an example to the flock. It requires a heart to tend and care for the flock. It requires getting messy. The word shepherd, I think when we think about it, a lot of times kind of invokes feelings of love, care, and tenderness. But the reality is it also describes leadership that is protective, dangerous, can get dirty and smelly. I don't think Alex here today, but I, I, I thought about the weight that a, a shepherd carries. You know, Alec, he's a, a big guy, and he lifts weights every day. He could deadlift the earth. Um, <laughs> we're both bigger guys, right? I can, I can lift a decent amount of weight as well, and I've lifted some in my day. Um, but the reality is, is if Alec and I were standing there with, you know, barbells next to us, he's going to be able to lift a lot more than I can. I think about, you know, back to 2020, and we're talking about being under the shepherd's care during the pandemic, when there was so much uncertainty, so much craziness going on, people experiencing things for the first time in their lives that, you know, they've, they've had to really face and, and confront and walk through. And, you know, we're worried about, like, you know, how are we going to get church on the live stream? And that's, that was something that we had to work for and, you know, really, really put a lot of effort towards. But the reality is, is as we're going through all that, our shepherd is, you know, helping people walk through that uncertainty. You know, in that moment, being that non-anxious presence, but carrying the weight of, I need to make sure that my people have a job. My people are getting paid, that I don't have to lay off my employees. It's a huge weight to carry. And one that I don't, I'm not sure, you know, unless you own a business, you know, I'm not sure we'll, I'll ever understand the full weight of that. The second observation I have is that the sheep have a very real need for a shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd, right? Jesus came, laid down his life for us, the flock. But in his abundant grace, he has put us under the care of shepherds like Pastor Michael and Pastor Val. But we as the flock have a need to be cared for, to be fed, to be protected. We have a need for direction in all the unknowns of life. But that's why the Lord puts us in the care of shepherds. So back to our scripture this morning. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Let me start by saying this. I want to preface all this by putting this out there. You, church, you are an incredibly honoring church. Like, this is not in any way, shape, or form me standing up here saying, hey, you need to honor, you know, the shepherd better. Um, what I want to do more than anything is maybe unlock a different way of looking at what it means to honor a shepherd. First thing, don't run from wisdom and impartation. 
especially if it doesn't line up with what you want. I, I've told this story a number of times, right? When I, when I was growing up, when I was in my early 20s, I got this job where I was making you know, pretty good money, and this is the first time I'd ever really experienced that in my life. I'd worked like three jobs going through college. So when I got my first paycheck from my job, I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. So it was my first thing, how can I spend it, right? How can I spend this money that I've got that I've never had before? And so I wanted to get a car. I had this, I had this car, I mean, it was a 2001 Honda Accord. Outside of the fact that fourth gear didn't work, you know, or sometimes it would just stop running while I was mid-traffic, um, you know, it was a good car. Uh, I had a need for a car, right? But my thought is, I'm going to go buy this $25,000 car. And at the time, being 20, 21 years old, wasn't a great idea. My interest rate was like 12%, and my payments were going to just be way too much. And so what do I do? I go to the person that I know in my entire life has, has always loved me well, has always cared for me well. I'm like, hey, Dad, think about getting this car. You know what my dad says? It's a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea, son. And here's, here's why. So you know what I did? I went and found my friends. I thought that same car was pretty cool. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting this car. And they're like, yeah, you should do that. So what did I do? I went and got the car. Terrible decision. I wanted the person that I trusted, my dad, his wisdom to line up with my agenda. Sometimes that doesn't happen. You guys ever hear the phrase, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Feed a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. Have any of you guys ever experienced one of Pastor Michael's 20-minute answers to something that you thought would be like a yes or no question? Here's, it's, it's funny because sometimes you, know, you think like, hey, I, like, I'm going for a yes or no question. But what happens is you get this 20-minute response. Guys, as, as funny as it is, the reality is, is that is impartation in that moment. That is impartation that from something that we don't know about being placed in us, that we can't get elsewhere. From someone that has walked through those things, that has experienced that, has spent time with the Lord, and has been able to hear clearly from the Lord on those things. I love what Brenda said a couple weeks ago when she was talking about pastor appreciation. She said, Pastor Michael and Pastor Val have an eternity mindset. That's, what, that's what's happening in those moments. They're not thinking about the here and now. Like, oh, yes, you know, yes, you know, here's, the answer to your question is yes, or the answer to your question is no. They're thinking, all right, how can I impart something into you so that way for the rest of your life you can have this and you can take it and then later on maybe you can impart that into the people you're leading or that you love. That's what's happening there, guys. That's the eternity mindset literally at play. There's something being imparted that is far greater than a yes or no. But it's a reorienting of our hearts. The second um, way that we can show honor is to take charge of your spiritual life. The shepherd can lead and, and put you where there's food and water, put you in a safe area. 
But the reality is it's up to us to do that. We, we talk about, talked about this a lot over the, the past year, really when Billy and, and Kelly came into town, but this, this idea of these voices, choices, and sources. What are the voices that we're allowing speak into our lives? What are the choices that we're making day in and day out? Are they honoring the Lord? What, are the, the, what's, what am I listening to? What am I reading? What am I watching? What are the things that are gonna direct me towards Jesus? There's so many resources that we have just here at church that we could take advantage of to, to take charge of our spiritual lives. We have prayer every Monday, our Tuesday and Thursday morning. We have prayer before service. We have great worship here, we have great teaching. We have parish groups where you could be in community. These are all things that the Lord's called us to. Right? These are all things that the Lord's called us to be a part of. It's up to us to really take charge of that. The last thing, and I think this is really the greatest way that we can show honor, is stepping into the calling the Lord has over our lives. Just as in the documentary when that girl has this, this weight lifted off of her shoulders, when her, her flock is at a place where they can eat and they can roam and they're safe, the shepherd has that same joy when his flock steps into that calling. And the reality is, is that should be something that we, we all want for our lives, right? Because not only does it, it benefit us, right, personally, it benefits our families, our homes, our workplaces, our relationships, our church, the kingdom of God. It benefits all those things. And so this morning, as we you know, go in to celebrate our pastors and, and to appreciate them, you know, I really, I hope this, this opens up the door to further kind of get an idea of what it looks like to honor the shepherd, to honor those that are leading the church. So if you guys could please stand, I'm gonna pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Father, we are so grateful for your goodness. Lord, we're thankful for the grace that you have shown us by putting us under the care of people that love us, that care for us deeply, whose hearts are to see us flourish, whose hearts are to see us step into the calling in which you have over our lives. Father, I, just, I pray that we would be those that step into those things. Um, with boldness, with gladness, Father. Um, knowing because it, it, on top of all that, you know, more than anything, it honors you. And so, Father, we love you. We thank you. It is in your beautiful, holy name that we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.